On this episode, we share 11 things that are inspiring us right now in our business and personal lives. Being inspired as an entrepreneur can mean a lot to your business and life, actually. I mean, I find my best ideas, my most creative moments come not when I'm dour and heavy, but when I'm light and hopeful, which is what I mean when I say inspired. So we think it's important to find a little wind for your wings, chase your interest, make some space in your life for you. And we want to teach you how we do it so you can find your own way. Thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. All right, all right, all right. It's Thanksgiving week in America, land of something. And this is the Fizzle Show where every Friday we publish another conversation exploring the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about. No matter who's president, you can support yourself doing something you care about at least for a little while longer. It's our hope that this episode, like every episode, will help you birth your idea into the world in a meaningful and sustainable way for you. All right, so that's what we're going to get into in this podcast. The episode's going to be good on inspiration, but if you need more than podcast conversations, you have to know this. You have to know that we have it for you. We've worked extremely hard putting together a community and a training uh, library for honest entrepreneurship. Okay, over 40 different courses, 1,600 plus members, all of us with the goal of supporting ourselves doing something we care about. This is like-minded people if you think like this. If you want to learn about our courses, our community, and our one-of-a-kind nine-stage business roadmap, you can, as a Fizzle Show listener, go to fizzle.co slash try five and get five weeks for free. Courses and community to help you make your own living, to actually do it. Fizzle.co slash try five. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 190. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Like our, well, Canadian Thanksgiving is not is not the same. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's NBC. Trust me, I've had I've had plenty of Canadian Thanksgivings in my life. And um, you're like, wait, where's the turkey? Yeah, it's not it's not it's not quite as 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 a wide a uh, celebrated thing. But anyways, for us here in in America, uh, there where there's a new president, we still don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what it is? <laughs> oh my god, that is getting me so nervous. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So we wanted to do something sort of fun, like like let's just do light for anybody in America who's having Thanksgiving, have a have a light Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, even uh, you know, anyways, you're out there like doing the Black Friday thing or whatever. Yeah, you like, know, you know, you just need a little time for yourself. We thought we'd make it fun for you. Let's talk about the things that are inspiring us right now, or the things that have inspired us over the last the past month. Okay, because no, here's here's the thing. I actually have I have a little bit. This is like kind of a big topic to me. I like this a lot because. I don't know. I feel like as as we as we go through the world, we don't know like I we don't know if we're inspired or not, <laughs> or we we don't we don't know if we're interesting enough, or or like you know you have that. I don't know if you. I mean, I rarely have this, but some people have this a lot. Where it's like I don't have good ideas, or or I don't feel confident in my ideas. I don't think creatively. I'm not inspired. I'm having these problems with my business. And I don't, I cannot come up with creative ideas to solve it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't see the possibilities. So my dream for this episode is that, hey, here's how we are finding inspiration. Us three who are working on our business nonstop, right? 
here's how we're finding inspiration and it keeps us fresh for our business and for our team and what we're doing for our customers. Maybe in this list somewhere, there's either an actual piece of something that you like, oh, I'll go, I'll go buy that or read that or listen to that or watch that. Um, but maybe it's just this idea of like, of like, how could I find Sources, some of this? Places you can look yeah, for. Exactly. Just I have to freshen up your mindset. Maybe even design your own practice of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Because I just think that this is a really big deal. In a, a while back, we talked about, we did a, a an article on the 10 time management best practices, like the tips and tricks that we yeah. think are like the 10 most important ones. Um, and one of them was managing your energy. And I just find that inspiration is this like intense energy giver. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's what happens when I'm not being bogged down by all the things that bogged me down. It's inspiration. <laughs> do you, do you right. know what I mean? When I'm pursuing something in that vein, it's just, it's all energy. Um, and that has its own way of, sometimes it's called mania, Chase. <laughs> so, but I, I just think that if you're not playing with your energy like this, if you're not playing with inspiration, you're going to die. You're going to, you're going to fizzle out. Like you're going to, um, it's not going to like, it's going to be really hard yeah. for a really long time. Yep. You know? And so I think that this is kind of a bigger, it, it, there's a bigger idea here, but really what all we're talking about in this show is one of the things that fired us up recently. That got us thinking about something different. Or that just felt like, like what? This is amazing. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, Steph, you have your list. Everybody ready? Yep, I'm ready. I can't wait. I think this is terrific. I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's do I it. I just can't wait to see what happens next. Well, you're about to. What is it? Steph? Am I going first? All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Here I am. I am ready. Um, okay, so, you know, my list, I feel like my list is going to be a little bit different. I'm curious to see how... You know, what, what things you guys picked. But for me, you know, we've talked about this a number of times on the podcast. I'm in like an interesting stage right now where I have a five and a half month old daughter. I work full time. I don't have a lot of time for stuff mm. at this point. Mm. I'm not sleeping through the night yet. Um, mm. You know, I'm still up twice a night to feed my baby. So I don't, I'm trying, I feel very picky with my time right now, mostly because I just don't have a lot of it. Um, yeah. And I want to be spending as much time as I can with my daughter when I'm not working. So it's very hard for me to make time for myself. I would say it's never been harder for me to justify doing something just for me. So I think the theme of my list is going to be, and, I, and this is actually like incredibly relevant for me right now as, as we're recording this, because I've been shorting myself, I think on this, I've mm. had a lot. I've had a lot of personal stuff. Some people in our community know, but a lot of people don't. I, I, on top of having a baby, I just recently lost my little brother unexpectedly. He mm. passed away very tragically. So I've just had a lot of stuff, frankly. So for yeah. me, it's been like, I've had to stop and say, okay, the way for me to get inspired right now is I need to like fill up my own tank because I got nothing left for the people around me. So, for, mm. so sometimes I think that's all. that's what inspiration is, is just like getting to a place where you can even, if inspiration is something that like, you know, comes and finds you, you have to be like, I always think you have to be like a vessel who is ready to receive that. And if you are like exhausted and busy and taking care of everybody else, yeah. you're not going to be ready for that inspiration. So my list is kind of, that's, the, that's going to be the theme throughout mine. So mm. my first one is, and by the way, I just want to say, yeah. you know, thanks for sharing your life with us, Steph, and, and being so honest on the radio. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people out there. We hear so much from people who listen and, and Fizzle members who, I mean, the, the circumstances that people have when they're trying to build their businesses, it's it's amazing. And it's, it's, mm. it's, it's that inspires me in and of itself. But I got stuff going on too. So I, I totally resonate with people who are 
hearing this and are like, how am I supposed to find time for myself? I get that it's so hard, but it does not feel good when you're trying to take care of everybody else and your business and you're not doing anything for you. So maybe there's somebody out there who just needs to hear that. And that's my message. So for Mm. me, my first thing is, let's see which one I'm going to pick first. I'm going to go with this one. This is just for fun. And this might sound like really light, but this is really helpful for me. I read a book for fun purely just for fun every month. I joined, I mm. started a book club with my, with my girlfriends. It is like my one non-negotiable social thing that I do every single month as I get together with my friends and I read a book that is fiction, that does not have to do with business, that doesn't have to do with self-help and self-development. And it's very hard for me to finish a book in a month these days. I'm not a very fast reader as it is, but I really commit to just reading something that is purely you know, my, not mindless. Like I've read some thought provoking books with this group, but it's not about making myself better or building a business or being a mom. It's just about like, I just read this book. I have one in front of me that I really enjoyed. It's called the girls by Emma Mm -hmm. Klein. It was a really great book. It was inspired by, um, what were those? I don't, I got to do some research. It was, it's like, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's historically accurate, but it was inspired by those murders in the sixties. Um, the Manson murders, you guys know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Yeah, Charles Manson. Yeah. Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. It was it, it was inspired by that. And it was just an amazing fiction book. It was just like a gripping. A lot of people in my book club did not like it, but I loved it. So all that to say that for me, I just commit to spending a little bit of time, usually in the evenings, maybe like an hour before like my head hits the pillow, of just like escaping a little bit and allowing my mind to enter a different realm beyond taking Mm. care of everybody else and all the things that I've committed to. So that's my first one inspires me is just to spend a little bit of time in imagination land, um, reading some fiction just for me. Mm. It's like a little good old fashioned escapism. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? G O F E, right? Am I right? Yeah. Good old fashioned escapism. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's important. Um, Steph, tell me another one. Let's go, let's go two at a time here. Okay. If you're up for it. Sure. My second one. Um, so this one is that like, this is a decision I just made this week, actually. I, so we've talked about this before and maybe people are tired of hearing this, but it's really important for me. Movement, getting some movement in my body has been not happening. And, you know, I work for, I work out of my house. I have the baby, et cetera. I have committed myself to, to some exercise. I just signed up for this like semi-personal training and boot camp type place. It's 0.2 miles from my house. So I have absolutely zero excuses and I'll be committing some time every single day to get in shape, um, feel better in my body. And that really inspires me too, is to feel like I, you know, physically, and like just feeling good inside my own skin, not even about like looking good, all that stuff. Like, yes, that's an added bonus. But for me, I feel most inspired when my mental game is sharp, when my body feels good. So for me, that's something that tends to fall by the wayside is exercise. But that's like absolutely something that I always work back into my, my, like, I don't know, my, my daily practice is getting some kind of movement for the sake of feeling good and thinking, thinking sharply. And, uh, that's something that I'm, that I'm actually committing to here towards the end of this year. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Now, Corbett, you've done some movement commitment stuff recently. Has that led to any, uh, you know, balance and energy levels and motivation or something like that? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, so I signed up for a CrossFit class. Really? What's CrossFit? I never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. Well, (laughs) it's like, this is how the fascists are going to come for us through CrossFit. (laughs) Right. You understand? Like, it's like, it's like one day you go to yoga class and then everybody's done. Yeah. It's like nine. Well, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've talked about it that much. You haven't? To anybody. Uh, nope. It's been fun. It's mm-hmm. it's nice to go somewhere 
and have someone just tell you what to do for an hour. Totally. Yeah. Instead of going to the gym and having to think about it, like, oh, what do I want to do and motivate yourself? Somebody just tells you what to do. It's really hard and it's a little competitive because there are like five or 10 other people in your class yeah. doing the same thing for time. Yeah. And uh, we signed up for a uh, a place that actually requires you to go through a boot camp for a month, mm -hmm. which I think is really good because it teaches you the movements, yeah. gets you into everything without such risk for injury, I yeah. think. And then also, I'm just like not pushing myself that hard because my goal at this point is to not have a busted knee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or to not have some problems. I want to be able to, you know, be working out, but I don't get injured. Like I don't I have pretty low goals here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I, um, for in the summertime and when we're in Mexico, I love to run and do other things outside. Mm -hmm. We surf in Mexico. That's mm -hmm. always fun. But then it turns into this fall season here yeah. in the Northwest. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't feel like going outside anymore. So CrossFit has filled that for me and um, it's a good source of inspiration. It's also a good thing to ground you to go to get out of our weird little yuppie bubble that yeah, we live in yeah. and go be with real people yeah. who work jobs as yes. like, you know, in like <laughs> yeah. service industry and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and totally. like it's work for them, yeah. you know, to get there and to afford it and um, to take the time off or whatever. And it's just kind of fun to be connected yeah. to real people yeah, yeah, yeah. again. So I like that. So that's kind of fun. Um, I've been enjoying that. Um, if we're doing two go, at a time. Go, yeah. All right. My second one here is, you know, sometimes I just, the, the escapism thing, like a book, you know, it's whatever, it's fine, but it yeah. takes a long time. Yeah. Once in a while, there's just a little video that comes along. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Something that just lasts like maybe 59 seconds or so. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you can just watch it over and over again and you just get that like fun little feeling, that fuzzy little feeling. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but there was a guy who dressed up as his dog's favorite toy. Oh God. I did not. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, absolutely. I am not. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's, this <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Steph, it's watch it right now. I'm so but excited. Mute it and watch it up right now. Yeah. Okay. So there's a dog, there's a, uh, like a golden retriever who is sitting there chewing on a Gumby toy. Yeah, his favorite toy. And so his owner or some dude in this dog's life, I don't know, um, decided to dress up as Gumby. And the dog's sitting there chewing on Gumby. And then Gumby walks in the room and just completely blows the dog's mind. <laughs> like his, <laughs> the dog slowly sits, like stands up and like, slowly walks for and like doesn't understand kind of, and, then, and then a little tail wag <laughs> and then all of a sudden just goes ape <laughs> and starts like jumping on gumby yeah totally it's totally amazing. it's so good so you actually like you'll find like these videos that sometimes they do they, they probably find you right they usually find me yeah. but you know once in a while you'll be on youtube and you'll you'll go in search of this kind yeah. of thing but um it's just it's just fun and then and then to collect these over time and have like a few in your back pocket and then you get together with your friends once a year and you have a YouTube party and you just say, all right, what you got? And then people <laughs> type it in there and for an hour or so you just laugh at the internet. That's so good. Share another one. Cause I don't, was movement part of yours? That was on my list. Okay. It was. Okay. That was on my list. All right. Then, then we'll, then we'll leave it. Um, I love, I love that. That's great. Yeah. You know, I, uh, that makes me think of, uh, I'll, I'll use this one. It wasn't even on my list. Um, I use Tumblr. Uh, I subscribe. I, I like just follow like a bunch of weird, silly, either comics, um, like comic strips or just like there's all of these like meme whore is one site that she just aggregates. <laughs> she just like she just finds stuff and re reblogs it. Right. And so she just has all this weird stuff that that. And I've subscribed to maybe 20 of those kinds of things, as well as some like Museum of Modern Art and other stuff that's just like. I, I, what I like to talk about is I just like to let my eyes just like fall down the page. Mm. And normally it's just like, it's, it's gifts of like weird stuff. It's 
comic strips that are just, and all of it's inappropriate, absurd, but it just gets me. Like, I'm like, oh, yes. Like, finally, someone's talking about how a sneeze is like an orgasm in this way. Right. And, and just like, why, is it, why aren't we not all talking about this all the time? This is the most fun thing to talk about. You know, and so I have to relegate myself to like the underbelly of to the clean underbelly of the internet to go to go look at that stuff. But Tumblr is like, it, yeah, that's where I like I let those viral videos sort of find me. Um, I and it's no, it's like images, it's all those memes, it's just memes. I just want memes. You know, the the sad sad frog toad guy, the like the like just all of it's so good, and they come in seasons. Um, but there's something about that <laughs> absurdity. The absurdity of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that is, is a good way to put it. That is, it, it's important. It's important because otherwise you start believing the lie about your life that all this stuff matters, do you know? And you just need somebody to like shake you out and go like, no, we have no, literally nobody knows where this whole life thing is going. Like we have no real data. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we actually, the best we could do is a, is a guess and faith really matters because it, it's like, hey, if, I'm going to go this way. And so occasionally it's like, and that's a lot of work to go. Like, I'm going to keep my family together. I'm not going to leave my son. I'm not going to do this. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I think there was maybe a second and a half gap <laughs> between <laughs> meme whore and then like I don't know where my brain went for a second and then suddenly you're talking about faith matters and I'm leaving my family <laughs> this is but I, listen listen this is happening for you too you're just not admitting it is okay. what my is what my faith is um, but yeah like like this absurdity for me is really it's kind of cathartic ah. because I look I mean I think because you're like life is absurd so. I'm like life is really absurd. Yeah. Like we all think we're all like really trying hard to win a prize we don't know exists yet. You know what I mean? Or to get a, a like a good grade in a course that that doesn't actually exist potentially. Or what? Right? So all so the absurdity to me is is a great relief for that because the rest of the time I'm like I'm trying to make good decisions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. But for a while, I just want to look at silly memes, like the like the, that, that kind of escapism. It totally is. It's like, what do we call that? What do we, it's all absurd as absurd escapism or something like that for me. And the viral videos are like that too, where it's just like, you guys, you're you're scared on if your career is going the right way or not. You don't know if you're actually going to make something of yourself. But watch this dog yeah. react <laughs> to his favorite toy walk yeah. in the room, and that's that's exactly it. It's like the just that the dichotomy between the seriousness <laughs> right. that we yeah. mostly go through life yeah, yeah. dragging around all this baggage yeah, and worry yeah, yeah. and anxiety yeah. and um and always focused on what's going to happen in the future and sometimes one of these little videos or memes will just yeah. like snap you out of it yeah, for a second totally and remind you that you know this is the experience of life right now mm -hmm. not yeah. all that is yeah. going on in your head <laughs> totally so yeah i think i think uh this whole absurd like going into absurd things for me is definitely uh uh a bit of a of a soothing sort of and and just kind of a necessary creative thing and sort of on, on that right. another one for me here is I'll just go to the next one is documentaries you know this is something that I never spent any time doing when I was a kid I didn't even know they existed you know I'm sure OPBs Ken Burns and stuff like that yeah. might have crossed my you never you never heard of I never never saw any of Werner Herzog no never there's one documentary I saw it was Robin Williams swimming with the dolphins 
That was like a that was it thirty minute thing. I was like, what is? And I just like dolphins and Robin Williams. Like, yes, yeah. That was when I was a kid. There's something about like real life stories that just really get me. Yeah, and not in not in the like Lifetime movie kind of way where it's yeah. just based yeah, yeah. on a true story. Totally. Oh, that always my it's mother in was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> talking Touch. about talking about oh, you know this is based on a real story. What today on Touched by an Angel? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, documentaries for me are a big, a big one uh, because I find it to be this incredibly, um, uh, I don't know, if soothing or or something thing to to take it in. Uh, it, it's inspiring. I don't know. It's just inspiring. Like what? Like what? What's on your list? Okay, so Which I've got a couple of them. Um, we were talking at one point about uh, Rad and like the movies from the 80s. Uh-huh. You you mentioned Rad and what was the one? That you... BMX Bandits. <laughs> Which doesn't exist as far as I know. It does. After this, we're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> it starred Nicole Kidman, for Christ's sake. It was Australian. <laughs> it was an Australian? Really? 1983. I reckon we can probably do a wheelie on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob, bet we can. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, so uh, we were talking about 80s stuff, and I was like, okay, Electric Boogaloo, the story of Canon Films, is this is this documentary about this one filmmaking company mm-hmm. that are just these nasty wheeler dealer guys that made so many movies from my from my kid from my childhood, I, I guess. And it was a fascinating documentary, made really, really wonderful. I loved it. It was so fun. Breakin' was their big hit. Breakin' was their big hit, and then Electric Boogaloo was Breakin' Two. Breakin' Two. So this Electric is called Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo: The Story of Canon Films, I think. And I'll have sh- links to they all were these. They riding the show that notes. trend of yeah. breakdancing, and it slowed down. Boy, were they ever! Um, and then another one I just watched recently, Stripped. Uh, is a documentary on and it's Netflix. A family show. <laughs> it's a documentary on Netflix about comic strip, uh, comic strip artists. Oh, okay, right. So for newspapers and things like this, and I just felt like it was the best sort of like you know the things that I think about all the time: being an indie maker, earning a living, yeah. doing this kind of stuff, like getting paid to do something you really love to do. The challenge of that, and then the work of it. You know what I mean? It's fun on these documentaries. You get to live somebody else's life for a little while. Yeah. And and just realize how fascinating yeah. some like industries are that you never get to to think about. Totally. A lot of times it I feel like these are set in New York about some crazy old person <laughs> who's like in fashion and they've been doing Iris. the same thing. You're for, talking yeah, about like Iris. Iris or, <laughs> there's so many of those kinds yeah. of documentaries. Yeah. And I don't I and like I got like a little bit of the way through Iris and then I was just like this just isn't doing it for me. So yeah, I yeah, turned sure, it off, right? Sure. But 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 that was a really popular documentary. So sometimes they're miss, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think sometimes there's, they're hit. there's something about documentaries being real that like sucks you in on another level, I think. Like oh, yeah. I know you guys and I, I think I talked about this on the podcast back when but making a murderer, I got like so bizarrely into Mm. that. And I don't think I would have if it was like fiction, you know, just the fact that like, oh my God, this actually happened. And these people exist. That's a whole other level. I know. When when a documentary is like 10 hours long. Oh God. No, it's, it's like the, the, the Fred, uh, the Durst thing, the Robert Durst thing. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Loved that. That Warner Herzog, uh, Grizzly Man. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen, I've never seen it. It's still stuck with me. Yeah. It's like the Mm. last, couple scenes are just yeah. haunting mm-hmm. yeah that, that one that one i hear a lot about and i haven't so another one so the stripped one is really good the comic book one another one i did recently on west village i love music i love arts i love uh i love activism um and i'm just curious about those things i'm not like necessarily like an expert in them and yeah, i, I love get off the couch and do some <laughs> activists what, what, what am i what am i <laughs> what i got nothing to do come on come, come on, on. I'm, I'm running an internet website company um uh, but this one about the West Village, it's on Netflix as well, was uh, was really inspiring to me because I loved Bob Dylan a lot. 
Uh, I had a season of my life where I was way into that. And to see like where that scene originally, yeah, how I'd it be developed. In that. And I'm fascinated my by- My only knowledge of it is um, from Mad Men when he had to slum it and go- down yeah, down in the West Village. Yeah, so to me, it's it's this. Uh, another thing about that is like when something happens, and then these people just group together. Mm-hmm. When something like magic happens in a time and a place. Yeah, you know, like that is uh Like I want that. Like what's yeah. what's happening right now? Like like whiny little white kids making coffee in Portland. Exactly. When something big like that starts to happen yeah. and you can be right in the middle of yeah. it going like, so is this like Ethiopian or what? Yeah. Well, it's actually Rwandan. So, uh, you might notice a little more of like a the butterscotch flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, documentaries is a way that I like dip into all these different pools and all these different ways of life Yeah, and make, and then they, it's the closest thing we have to like the Star Trek, like, Tell what was that thing they yeah, did? The, the holodeck? The, uh, the, no, that wasn't. The, that was the. Uh, the uh, uh, I can't remember what they, they called. They went in. Like, Beam me up, Scotty. Where they went in and like lived a different life for a little while. I think it was on the oh, next generation or something. Yeah, next generation. That's right. I can't remember the name of it because anyway. I'm not too familiar with. I was trying to throw nerd up. stuff. Come on, <laughs> liar. TNG is something that like I haven't actually taken in, and uh, uh, there's this guy I follow, Max Temkin, who has like put out like here's the episode order to go through and it's like 90 episodes or something I was just like talking that. with someone who's like a bona fide next generation geek like yeah. hardcore there, that's something you could and, seriously geek out on and she was like yeah the first two seasons they're they're garbage because Roddenberry was involved I guess yeah in the first two seasons yeah and, it was and like, he was an old cooter at that yeah. point like he was not like he was not who he was back in the day like he yeah. He didn't progress as fastly as he progressed early on, <laughs> you know? Okay, so documentaries is is another one. Now, Steph, you you mentioned something before about uh, an article that inspires you. Yes, yeah. So for me, actually, I'm sort of in the habit of when I find an article that, you know, sometimes you just read one of those articles that you're like, man, this, like, we read a lot, we consume a lot of articles. We're like, yeah, that yeah. article's pretty good. And then once yeah. in a while, you get an article that you're like, man, I so see myself in this and like, I feel like I want to read it a couple more times. This, I'm going to share one in particular, but I will also just say that as far as like inspiration goes, I tend to bookmark these for myself when I find an article that's on this level for me, because in order to keep myself like healthy and inspired, I like to come back to these ones that speak to me on another level. So I just bookmark them and I'll just share one of them that, that I come back to seriously on a weekly basis because it just res I resonate so well well with it and it keeps me mentally healthy and inspired. So I've been reading a lot lately from Glennon Doyle Melton. And um she just recently wrote a book, I think is on the New York Times bestseller list. I know it's like one of Oprah's books of the moment or whatever. And the book's called Love Warrior. I haven't read the book yet. So if anybody has read it and thinks I should read it, I've been kind of wondering if I should invest some time. So let me know if it's good. But she wrote this article called Don't Carpe Diem. And someone actually sent this article to me right after I had my daughter, Madeline. And it's it's just such a fantastic article. It's it's funny and it's quite it's just quite good. Uh, the whole concept is, you know, for parents, I think in particular for moms, we often get this advice. Like you're, she kind of lays out this scene in the article of being in the grocery store. She's got a couple of young kids running around and they're having a meltdown and she's just like totally stressed. And it's like those moments are really, really hard of parenting. But she talks about how inevitably like the older parent, you know, the older mom comes up to you in the grocery store and says something along the lines of enjoy every moment. It all passes so fast. And she talks about how there's a lot of stress and anxiety in that advice because there's kind of like some guilt that comes along with 
frankly, just like not enjoying every single moment, yeah. maybe even yeah. hating some moments of parenting and wishing it was like seven o'clock or eight o'clock so that the, the kids are in bed. And she talks just about like rethinking that advice of carpe diem, seize the day, enjoy every moment. And because yeah. that's just like not good advice. And instead she talks about isolating single moments and like capture. So she talks about these moments where time stands still versus like chronological time that just passes us. And the moments that stand still that like, where you just kind of like almost are outside of your own body and you look at your child and you're like, wow. She talks about gathering those moments and keeping those close to you versus having the pressure of enjoying like every single second of being a parent. So I love this article because it just takes some of the stress off that I feel being a working parent. Cause sometimes I'm like, I just don't feel like I have enough of me to go around. And it just helps me to go back and read this and realize, you know what? I'm doing a great job just enjoying my favorite moments. And yes, some moments are really hard and not that fun. And that's kind of just the reality of it. So this is an awesome article. I'll make sure that um, you have the link for the show notes. But uh, once again, it's called Don't Carpe Diem. And uh, in general, Glennon Doyle Melton, I'm just like picking up what she's putting down lately. I just love, I love the stuff that she's been putting yeah. out there. That's awesome. And shout out to Elizabeth Meyer, who is a Fizzle Show listener, who started a company uh, called saltproject.org where she makes videos and stuff. She made the, the uh, Glennon Doyle Melton videos for her, for this book. A oh, couple awesome. of them, at least, yeah, that are on that are right on their homepage. Which, by the way, this Love Warrior book, I pulled up the website. It's like the first, <laughs> the first. This will play into my next point. The first quote is from Elizabeth Gilbert. It says yes. epic. The next one is from Rob Bell, who says astonishing, and then the third one is from Brene Brown, who says blew me away. <laughs> it's like these are my three. I know these are like my three tops. Like if she had a quote from Ram Dass, it'd be done. Chase, it'd be I, done. I, I'd I give up you, and I'd just I sell this would, book. You'd like Glennon Doyle Melton Chase. The stuff that she puts out, she has like a super interesting background. She had had some substance issues and has a really rough past. And she's just, she's talk about inspiration. She's got a really amazing story and an incredible perspective too. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, okay. So I'll go with my, with my next one now, uh, which is similar to this mentioning Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, mine is like, find a person. Uh, if yours, Steph was talking about finding an article or something that inspires you, you can kind of come back to a touchstone and during your week to kind of remind you how to feel or think. Um, mine is like find a person that you really admire, that you're really into, that really like sort of some, does a similar thing for you. Like just the way that they think or talk or or are in the world is somewhat of an inspiration. And Elizabeth Gilbert is that for me right now. Um, and I do this a lot. Corbett's seen me going through, go through, you know, the people, like go through people that I just follow yeah. nonstop. They like, become like your, I don't know, like your, your totem. My totem of some while. kind, right? I'm just fasting these people. I want to, and I'm always looking for the end. I'm trying to reach the bottom of these people and go like, <laughs> eh, I, can, I can see that, you know? Yeah. And I haven't reached the bottom of Elizabeth Gilbert yet. You're pathological, just like looking for the flaws. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to try to break this person. Let's right. find out. <laughs> totally. Listen, I don't know if you know how big my needs are. <laughs> They're pretty big. Can you fill those needs? Can you be my dad? <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert. So, um, I, so what I do is I find, I, I just get on, like, I love, I'll, I'll get in, introduced to someone through some piece of work that they've done or, an, or a podcast interview. And I just go find everything that I can from them if they're really hitting the digits that way. And so Elizabeth Gilbert's that for me right now. Um, Glennon Doyle Melton kind of sounds like one for you, Steph, that, yeah. that you're sort of like, I'm very curious. And I put in the show notes, uh, one of my favorite interviews with Elizabeth Gilbert, 
uh, where she talks to this comedian, Pete Holmes. And it's just this very rangy conversation. And what I love so much about her is, is, is that in the, as the further out she ranges, she just has a center to herself. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. You know, and I like listening to her. Ram Dass is another one that I'm listening to a lot of nowadays. So audio, I take in audio all the time because it's kind of like just washing over me, you know? Yeah. Um, so You're just bathing in that, I just, in that audio. I'm just bathing in the stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Corbett, you, you're you up next. You, you you mentioned something about taking in the arts. What does yeah. this mean to you? Uh, so, you know, we've talked a lot about consuming things in the comfort of your own home. Heck yeah, we have. But sometimes it's nice to get out there in the world. Yeah. You know, and use your body a little bit. Use it. And uh, and take something in that you get to experience in the like, collective sort of environment of being in an audience, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. uh, you know, dressing up a little, going out, having a cocktail, having dinner, meeting up with some people and then going to the theater or uh, going to an art show or stand up comedy or music or whatever it is. These things, a lot of times just kind of it, it's sort of like the uh, the little escapism that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think these often serve the same kinds of purposes, but there's just something that you get from sitting next to people and experiencing something at the same time and then being able to talk about it afterwards um, and seeing these things in person. Like there is really, when you see actors, so a lot of times we uh, we go to theater where we live in Portland and we've been like really wowed. But then other times we like to go to New York and experience like the best the world has to offer in terms of art, theater, Uh you know, comedy, all that kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, sometimes there's some striking differences. But when you see actors that you've seen on TV before live in front of you, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they are, you know, it's it's even more exciting and and, uh, awe inspiring when you get to see the people right in front of you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, I think sometimes, you know, even, even though you love documentaries and movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff, the experience is so similar no, yeah, every time. It really like, is. I'm going to, you know, grab a beer out of the fridge, sit down on the couch and, you know. You're not really offering anything, are you? You know what I mean? Like, like when you're watching it on the screen, like you're not, your skin is not in this game. Right. At all. And, and yeah. when you're in an you audience. pause at any time. Yeah. You know, as an audience member, you have to give back in some ways. Like if you're watching comedy yeah. In order for everybody to have a good time, you got to pay attention and laugh and engage with yeah. people. It's really a conversation between the audience and the people on stage. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I wish we could do more of that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, whatever town you live in, get out and support the arts. Go get to, out there. Go to an art show. Go to the theater. Go listen to some, like, go to an open mic night and yeah. just see what people are talking about. Yeah. We talked earlier about um when I'm at CrossFit how it's like you get to be around like normal people from different walks of yeah. life. Yeah. Go to stand up comedy and listen to like what local comedians are talking about. Yeah. They live radically different lives than you probably do. Totally. And it just really gets your finger on the pulse of what's going on there and um put some perspective on your life again. I think that's the purpose of a lot of these things mm. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, that's some, interesting. Yeah. You get some perspective when you go out and see you know, artists doing their thing and realizing um, that whatever it was that you were worried about all day long is probably not nearly as important as you think it was. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's a really that's a really big deal. That's interesting. Maybe what we're talking about when we're talking about all of these is we're talking about sort of a refresh in perspective. Yeah, because yeah. we always forget. You always get mired out, right? You always get down into the into the like, okay, if I got to do this, if I don't do that, then this won't happen, and if that doesn't happen, then well, but may, but then I'm so busy and I haven't, I haven't didn't sleep very well, and yet you know what I mean? Yeah, always we're always going to come down to the mire. The question is, are you ever going to come out of it? You know what I mean? Are you ever going to go like? All right, let's go to a comedy show because it's just different. Right. Uh, and, and are you going to get that switch in perspective? Like, why don't we do? Because every time you do that, you probably you, you, like everybody has that same exact moment. It's like you look at your partner, and you're like, why don't we do this more often? Totally, <laughs> every single time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and so you know, in in a lot of cases, I think we're just looking for a little escapism or or something to kind of recharge the batteries. But yeah. in other cases, you'll see something that will inspire you and stick with you for a while, and you might think, you know man, that, in that story, like I really identify with how that person lived their life. Yeah. And I wish I could, I could do that. And maybe for a few weeks, like yeah. you're flying high um, or you try something else or you change something up, or maybe you watch a production and you recognize something that somebody did on stage, like in, you know, in the middle of a, you might see a, a concert and the way somebody engaged with the audience, maybe yeah. you take something away from that, that changes your podcast, yeah, you know, totally. you never know. Mm -hmm. um, and so go see the people that are at the top of their game, go see the people that are just starting out and struggling and kind of like reconcile those two and, and see what comes of it. I love it. I think that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, Steph, you mentioned before that, that you don't have any others that you've written down. If you think of some, butt in, would you? Yeah, I will. Okay. Cause I've got, I've got some more, uh, I got some more, you know, one place I go for a lot of inspiration or it's just like, and again, for this, not, not, not necessarily like I need inspiration. It's just like my brain gets tired. I need something to happen to me for a little while. Um, and I'll go to YouTube and where I'm subscribed to a lot of channels that are just like interesting. Like one of them is nerd writer. Who's just this guy that makes video essays about film mostly. Um, and I love learning about film. I love, so maybe that's another thing. It's just like having a, t having a pet project thing that you're just like, for some reason I learned about the history of world war two. I don't know why it's just interesting to me. Do you know what I mean? You like, don't do that, I don't saying, do that. But yeah, like, so for me, perhaps. for some reason I learn about filmmaking. I love mm -hmm. learning about cinematography, screenplay, writing dialogue, all this stuff. And I have no aspirations at this moment, literally actually no aspirations to write a, to make a film or to do anything like that. But for some reason, it's very curious. It makes me, I, I think I feel very clearly the, uh, the impact it has on how I think about marketing, how I think about copywriting, how I think about social media, right? Because right. it's just a different area where you're talking about audience interest. You're talking about not letting it get boring. You're talking about what are the interesting things about story. And I think those are the very same things that are interesting about marketing, about social media, stuff like that. So, so, um, I, I follow a handful of, of YouTubers that talk about that stuff. They have, you know, these 10, 15 minute videos about like how Kurosawa used, uh, used the, the, the framing of his characters to tell the story even without sound or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love that kind of stuff. For some reason that just like, you know, like that gets me. So having that thing that you are excited, that, like you were just like a hobbyist kind of learning about, I bet you can find a YouTube channel or three that makes great videos about that thing. I found another one recently. A uh, friend uh, sent me this like history of Lego, uh, and it was from a channel that 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 does like the history of businesses. Very simply, you know, seven minute like sort of from some like Dutch guy or something he has like an accent, and he's just telling you the 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 chronological steps that it that that 
are at the origin of companies like Lego or Ferrari or this, that, and the other. And you realize Lego was started by this guy named Olaf or something like that, who was just really liked, as a kid, he really liked woodworking. And so when he finally got old enough, he, he saved up enough money or, or took a loan out to buy the woodworking thing, uh, the you know, shop right. in town. And then the Great Depression hit. And the only thing he could do was make some toys for his kids. And, and he would trade these wood toys that he would make with other farmers for food, you know, because they didn't have money. And then he was like, well, what if, what if I can try to do this and sell money or make money from it in the city? I could go to the big city, try to sell these toys. And eventually it just kind of like, you see the humanity of how these things happen in the 1800s or just the early days of stuff. Um, that's like that, like as a channel is inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like, in fact, that's a kind of a second, that's kind of a second one for me. I wanted to, wanted to say it was history. History uh, is is like it's a, a totally different thing. I love learning about the history of certain things that interest me, like TV right now. Um, CNN has this documentary series called The Sixties, and it's kind of the birthplace of TV. And the first um, the first episode is about TV in the sixties and how this changed the nuclear families and all this sort of stuff. Um, how this changed the the first presidential debate. Right was. Um, I think it might have been the first, if not more early on. The first televised? Maybe? Televised yeah. televised presidential debate. And it was Kennedy it was like Nixon. and Nixon. Yeah. It was it, before, it, it, was, it was, so Kennedy and Nixon, right? Yeah. And Kennedy won this so hard, mm -hmm. right? So hard because- A lot of it was appearance though, right? Because and, as soon as he found out that it was going to be on TV, he was like, he's like, we can do this. Yeah. Like, let's do it right away. Um, because he knows how good he is, how charming, how, 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 how I don't know, poised he is in that, in that environment. And Nixon didn't have much to offer there. He didn't have a lot of tools there. But finding out the history about TV to me makes me look at every single sitcom today. I can see so much more than I used to be able to see mm -hmm. on what they're doing and why. Like, I want to take like a course on this. The history of media, the history of news, the history of, of advertising. This great book, uh, Mirror Makers, is the history of advertising. I learned so much when they just tell me the story of like chronologically how this happened. So um, I think uh, I think history is another thing that that like shows me the origins of this thing that I'm doing, uh, and uh, and that is fundamentally as profoundly inspiring to me because yeah. I see that all the rules that we think are rules now we're just we're just like when you see the first person who like invented this idea of uh, of something that then became a rule and then you realize like oh that was just they could have tried anything and it would have become a rule because it was so early days. You know, and so you see the things you can actually change and manipulate. So history to me is a, is like, but it's not just like I learned about World War II. It's like, to me, the the history of TV is inspiring. The history of filmmaking is inspiring. The history of advertising and marketing is inspiring. The history of, I don't know, this yeah. list company, right. you know, is interesting. It's stuff to work with. What, what else? What else we got, guys? What do uh, you got, Corbett? You got any more? Yeah, my, my last one here is um, just, you know, taking a trip. It, it's like, I think a lot, a lot of this is pattern interrupt and like getting out of like a grind or a rut yeah, or just yeah. whatever you've been doing for a long time. Sometimes you can just forget how energizing it can be to take a trip somewhere yeah. and not a trip out of obligation. I'm not saying like to go visit your family or whatever. I'm saying a trip for the purposes of going to have fun with your spouse, your yeah. friends, your family, whatever it is. Um, and uh, for me recently, that has been going to New York with my wife and sister-in-law. Yeah. We had an absolute blast. 
for you know five days and just really took in a lot. Yeah. Um. And uh. And just left with a a renewed sense of wonder. Yeah. And like what's possible yeah, in yeah, the yeah, world yeah. and what yeah. people at the top of their game are doing. Wonder, wonder. Is that what inspiration is? A sense of wonder. A sense. Uh, yeah. A sense of uh, like um. Maybe there's maybe I could do other things. It's like the opposite yeah. of fatalism. It's you know learning, I mean? Fatal- learning too. I think. Yeah, learning. It's like yeah. it's like oh wow, I didn't even think of this whole world existed over yeah. here. Yeah. And then uh, the Caribbean for fun, island hopping, and uh, yeah, going to some places we've never. Yeah, been how was that? Friends, how was that? <laughs> Amazing. It was so good. Oh my god. Oh man, I you bet. look really tan, yeah. Corbett. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you guys were recording this before he's actually gone. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm deftly authentic when it comes so to authentic. transparency. Uh-huh. Oh, that's everything to me. It really is. Uh, yeah, it is. I don't know. What, I don't know. What <laughs> Chase Wardman transparency. Yeah. Reeves. Chase, yeah. Tran- Chase, Chase is literally not wearing pants. Reeves. <laughs> I just want to be transparent. I just wanted to. Well, Clearly, I can see your nuts. <laughs> I don't even know if there was any artifice in that at all, or if yeah. you're just literally talking about what you see. <laughs> You've never heard, never heard about the guy that walks into the uh, walks into the psychiatrist's office wearing just saran wrap. Yeah, no, I haven't heard this one. Keep Doc going. Says, Clearly, I can see your nuts. <laughs> I can see your nuts. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, put that away as one of these another Corbett Bar <laughs> jokes that are so great. <laughs> Well, you guys, that's a list of a lot of the ways that we get inspired and stay inspired because I think like we've talked about a few times here, you get stuck in these ruts, natural, very natural. The question is, do you have things that are in your life naturally or that you you seek out um, that can pull you out of that rut, get you a 360 degree view at 10,000 feet for a second. Then when you land back down in your world, you're not in the rut anymore. You're able to move, shape, create, and change things. Um, and I think that puts the power back in your hand instead of going, oh, if I would just, if someone would just give me a break. Oh, if if only I would get featured on Reddit. Oh, if only we just like wrote, made something that went viral. That's victim mentality almost, you know? And I feel like inspiration goes a long way to going like, no, the world is mine to shape. And I have the tools to shape and create it. Yep. Um, and I think that there could be nothing more important for you to feel in your life as you think about this stuff uh making a business finding something that you actually care about enough to do for a living uh finding a group of people that you want to serve so hopefully you can hear our list here and 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 you can you can go like oh i can put some of this in my life or you know what this is already in my life or oh here's one thing that i do and let us know in the comments what's the what's the thing for you what's the thing for you Let us know in the comments. I'll tell you the show notes and how to find that in just a second. My name has been Chase Wardman Reeves. And mine has been Corbett Lee Barr. And mine has been Steph Wardman Crowder. And we'll see you there. Or we'll we'll see see you you another another time. time. (laughs) Why do we submit ourselves to this lunacy? (laughs) No. So there you have it. Okay, this is fizzleshow.co slash 190. That is 190. This is episode 190. This is exciting. Fizzleshow.co slash 190 is where you're going to find all the comments, conversation. If you have something to add about this, if you like the joke, if you have some way that you find inspiration you want to share, please, 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 let's keep the conversation going there. 
at fizzleshow.co slash 190. I also wrote these things out for you there. I hope you enjoy that. Here is an iTunes review from Alex99 in Columbia who simply says, Raw Motivation this is amazing. <laughs> I love that so much, Alex. That's so wonderful. And that's a very, very simple iTunes review. And that helps us. How cool is that? So if you haven't left us an iTunes review yet, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm really asking you to just head to the iTunes store, search for Fizzle. And click write a review or do it in your iTunes podcast app. Uh, I would just love to hear your your comment. And it helps other people find the show. Come on. You're into it. Be inspired. <laughs> here, uh, in closing, in this Thanksgiving week, in closing, here is this uh, this poem from Kabir, who was, you know, one of these mystic poets that I just can't get enough of right now, who says, look what happens to the scale when love holds it. It stops working. <laughs> Look what happens to the scale when love holds it. It stops working. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>